This is Tim Staten with Tim Stating the Obvious. What is this podcast about? It's simple. You are entitled to great leadership everywhere you go, whether it's to church, whether it's to work, whether it's at your house, you are entitled to great leadership. And so in this podcast, we take leadership principles and theories and turn them into everyday relatable and usable advice. Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode. I was going to do a follow-up episode on when to let employees go or to fire them when it's best for the organization. Last episode was when to stop investing into an employee who just won't listen. But since the last episode, something has happened with my rental property that got me thinking about the subject of follow-up. I literally said to myself, I wonder if businesses really think it's okay not to follow up on items or tasks that they've been tasked to complete or even paid to complete. So this week, we're going to take a case study and examine it from a leadership But before we get into the topic, we're going to take a quick break and make a couple of announcements. First, thank you to those of you who have checked out this podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. And if you haven't checked us out on our YouTube page with our interactive interviews or content, please head there and check it out. If you're on YouTube right now listening to this, you can hit the subscribe button and smash that little bell icon. And that way you'll be alerted if there's new um, new content that comes out there. If you're listening to us on iTunes, you can go ahead and hit the subscribe button and on Podbean, you can do the same thing. So thank you for coming here and checking it out. The second thing I would like to ask if I could is if you could share this with one or two other people that you think might like it and see what they think about the show. And if you leave a comment, I definitely will get back with you and read your comment on the next episode. Lastly, I want to thank you for doing what you do every single day because it's hard to be in leadership positions. Sometimes they're thankless jobs. However, when it works out right, it works out really, really well. So thank you for doing what you do. Before we dive into the whole scenario, let's define what follow-up is so we're on the same page. For this purpose, we will call follow-up as efforts that leaders make to ask continuing and updated ideas for improvement from their coworkers. So this is the leaders engaging those who are empowered to complete the task. Like most things, leadership is relational based, meaning that people have perceptions of other people based on their interactions with them. So you can increase your perception of improved leadership effectiveness effectiveness by following up. So you as leaders can have your reputation or your business tarnished by the lack of follow-up and follow-through. They're two different things. Follow-up and follow-through are two different things. So in this case, we're going to focus on follow-up. Luckily, we have a perfect scenario to look at to demonstrate this principle. All right, so I'm going to leave the names and the property management business uh, name out of this scenario because I'm not aiming to hurt the company, but much like this 
specific incident, it provides a great vignette or scenario that other people may have encountered or you may encounter in your own in your own own organizations. And now you might have a different perspective on how to attack it or go after it, get better. So I really want, you know, somebody to hear the scenario and go, yep, that sounds familiar. This is how we can move forward and make positive change. This is not designed to hurt anybody or their reputations. Facts are what the facts are. So here's the scenario. So one property that I own uh, became available to rent on the market. So there is this natural transition in scene. If you've heard uh, many of my past podcasts, I'm a huge fan of the Kinevin framework. So I operate in the realms where I call on experts to help solve problems. So my experts that I deal with in this scenario are the property management company. The whole purpose in life of this company is to find new tenants that meet specific qualifications and then fix minor issues as they arise and find solutions to major problems and prevent you know potential ways to remedy them and fix them once I approve it. Pretty simple. Now, a transition task between tenants are move out inspection, fix what's broken and damaged, and then move new people in as quickly as possible. Easy, right? Well, it can be, but we need to take a look at what's important during these times. Communication, consistent communication with follow-ups are key during transition teams. No matter what you do, transitions are always critical weak points. So increased communication is key. Now let's throw COVID-19 into the mix. And now we have to look at protecting those workers. As you never know, if the tenants who moved out had the virus, so do I put workers in that could potentially get contaminated? So we got to add in a little period of time where there's a gap between when the people moved out and the people come in and then they do the inspection that could take place. In this case, let's say it's about a three-day period of time. Now looking at this scenario... I heard contact from the management company stating that the date of the tenants would move out, a date of the new tenants moving in, which was less than 30 days. Sounds great, right? However, that was only after I engaged the company asking them when they were going to start running an ad to advertise the uh, the residents. So I was curious on what the marketing strategy plan, because I hadn't seen anything. It had been 65 days since we had notification that the you know previous tenants were moving out, which is fine. But there's there's always a strategy and plan. So I want to know what it was. So they, they responded back with it only after engaging them. Like I said, I chalked it up uh, to COVID-19 and them trying to figure out how to conduct their operations under a new norm. But I did say, hey, I would like a I would like some feedback once we know what repairs need to be done, what what's the status of the house and, and everything else. That way we can have some predictability and plan. Well some time went by, i.e. let's say about a week and a half and I hadn't heard anything back. So I was like that sounds a little bit strange since I asked for a follow-up. So I asked him, I said, hey, so you know, what's the status? Only after contacting the the office management team about getting feedback did I receive anything and the response was so short and it provided no options except for one costly solution. Now, to me, that's not okay. And here's why. One, your job is to provide multiple solutions on how to solve a problem. There's always more than one way to solve a problem. And it's not just a pigeonholed solution. That's the easy answer. Now, the reason why I was getting frustrated, it wasn't because it was a costly solution. It was the lack of follow-up and lack of solutions offered. You know, so I had to adopt a more aggressive leadership style during during this time, escal escalating the level of communication to include everybody involved. 
involved, the management office, the leadership team, the property manager, on all emails, and several phone calls demanding feedback. In the end, it all worked out. People moved in, and everything was fine. However, the process was more stressful and frustrating than it could have been because of the lack of follow-up. Now, I don't know about you, but when you are taking your money and you're investing it into a property, you know, you expect certain things to be done. Even with that, let's say you pay the mechanic to fix your car. You expect the mechanic to fix your car and provide you feedback of what's going on. Those are simple things. However, you know, it becomes more stressful. So let's take a look at it this way. Had the company set you know, sent, had the company send out communications stating where they were in the process would de- decrease stress and inform all the stakeholders. Let's face it, they have a stake as a management company because they don't get paid if no one's in the house. However, the owner has most of the stake because they still pay the mortgage, the maintenance, and responsibility of the property. But if someone is paying you for a service, they need to provide the best service possible. I have stated in my intro, I believe everyone's entitled to the best leadership possible. So from a business standpoint, when I transition that over, if you're paying me for a service, you should demand the best service possible from that. And I owe that to you. Now let's get back to the follow-up. We as leaders... Even if you are the primary worker on a project, providing communication and follow-up on what's going on, keeping everyone involved, informed, and knowing how they can contribute to the team is so crucial. Sometimes we forget that if you're closest to the project and you're working on it and you're the primary for it, you may forget that you have bosses who empowered you with that task and that project and you owe them an update. If they're constantly asking you for an update, then you're probably failing in keeping them informed of what's going on and they don't know how to contribute to the team or even help you be more successful than you really are because you're not communicating. Providing a follow-up provides leadership that tasks are being done and on time and it lets them know what you need from them and if you need assistance in your priorities of work they can help gauge that. So in this case I think the lack of follow-up is purely based on the ability or lack of ability on how to effectively follow up. So here are some key ways to allow people to follow up. One, don't confuse your importance to completing a task to what you owe others. Like I stated before, sometimes people think that because they're the sole worker on a project, they don't owe you anything, right? Like you're busy working on the project. If you keep your importance in perspective, you'll quickly realize that the only reason you have that project is because someone is trusting you to employ you to complete it. And if you eliminate that trust that they have in you to do it, they will find someone else to do it and you're going to find yourself out of work. So don't confuse your importance to completing a task to what you owe others. Schedule your follow-ups to be around key points and times and events. Now, what I mean by this is follow up with people when it makes sense and choose the correct medium to communicate. So there's an informal follow-up that is providing people an update that requires no action or emails or text, and it would be perfect medium for this, right? So it's like, hey, I'm texting you to let you know we're getting ready to start doing phase X of a project. It's expected that we start. No issues. We're starting. That's a follow-up to keep people informed. Or, hey, we're going to be delayed by a couple days because of X, Y, and Z. If you need more information, I'll be happy to schedule a phone call. Again, letting people know, keeping informed. There's really no action that anyone needs to do. Now, there are action follow-ups, and this requires active communication via phone call, video chat, and then an email to recap what was discussed to keep a record of it because people forget that they have phone call conversations with you or they forget that you had a video chat, and they have a lot of competing requirements and their mental uh, 
you know, brain housing group, right? So in their brain, there's a lot of information that you're competing for to stay in there. Sometimes, unfortunately, what you have to say falls out. That's okay. That's why we have an email to keep a record of that. So that way no one can come back and say you didn't follow up. So the third thing, be intentional about your follow-ups. Put them on a calendar. I always put when I need to follow up on something and when what when it was discussed last, what needs to happen for the next follow-up. So that way I can go back and review it so I can say the same consistent things to my leadership when I'm giving them follow-ups. So if you don't have a digital way of doing it, write down a book, write down in a planner, a journal, however you keep track, keep track and put it on a calendar, digital or an analog calendar. So that way you know when you need a follow-up. If you don't write down and you don't put it down, it's not gonna happen. Now apply this leadership in your areas. If you're given a project or a task to someone, set a date and time for a follow-up. Let them know your expectations. Let them know what you want uh, for follow-ups. It may not be a set date and time, but you need to know triggers and events of, hey, when this happens, I need a follow-up. If this happens, I need a follow-up. If your boss or supervisor gives you a task or project, follow up with them and be intentional about it. If your boss has to follow up with you about a task, it's because you fail to follow up with them mainly. And the other option is because something changed and now they need to know more information. However, if you keep them involved and up to date along the way, this them asking you for more information diminishes the more you follow up with them. So as you can see from the scenario, follow up is critical to success. Keeping customers and all stakeholders informed, you can't make everyone happy right? Let's face it. But you can keep people informed. People aren't going to like what happens in business because sometimes things make, you know, mistakes happen, events events and times change, you know, variables change and that's okay. But you got to let people know, you got to follow up with them and be intentional about it. So that way they don't think that you're just out there taking someone's money for no reason. That's if you're employed by someone's too, right? Because if you're working for somebody and they employ you and then you're not providing feed up feedback, sometimes they may feel like you're taking advantage of them and they may stop paying you. So follow up. It is crucial to follow up and being intentional about it. I want to thank you for listening to today's episode of Tim Stating the Obvious, where we talked about the art of follow-up. Before we end, I would like to ask if you could please subscribe, comment, and share this podcast, provide feedback, and help generate discussion on the subject. If you haven't visited our Patreon site, I would love it if you'd stop by there and check out how you, you can be a part of the show and keep the content coming. We're in our second year now. We're going to need some more server space. So you being a member of our Patreon team would really, really help that out. Lastly, I am very interested in hearing about your stories and your experiences to keep the discussion going. Has there been a time where you wish that you had followed up more about a project or a task where you wish somebody would follow up with you about a project or task and how did it go? Did you have any other ways of solving the problem or what did you think about follow up? Was it not important or was it or was it important? If you don't know how to get there to find a way to contribute and to leave comments below in the uh, description down below, we have all the links there for you. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and come back for another one. I'm Tim Staten, stating the obvious.